You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm your host Neil Pickup, and it is on. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show with myself, Neil Pickup. Show number four already. Unbelievable how the weeks are tracking by. Next up in season 2019 is World Arm Wrestling League's 502 event at the Ramshead Live in Baltimore, Maryland. For anyone out there who wasn't already aware or anyone looking to get down to the event live, it will take place on Thursday, May the 16th, 2019 from 8pm. So make sure you get yourself down there, Ramshead Live. 20 Marketplace, Baltimore, Maryland. One more time, that's Rams Head Live. 20 Marketplace, Baltimore, Maryland. Thursday, May the 16th. And the action will start from 8pm. As usual, some of the very best arm wrestlers in the world will be on the 502 card. All the weight divisions covered. The ladies, Michelle Dugan versus Angie Rose. In the middleweight division, Paul Lynn, the fiery newcomer, will face the established former hammer holder, Paul Talbot. Jerry Cadaret, the ginger dread man, will face Canada's former WAF world champion, Ryan Espy. And the two feature matches on the 502 Maryland card, the lightweight hammer is on the line. As Sam Harris, the reigning and defending World Arm Wrestling League lightweight champion of the world, will put his title on the line against the man from Tulsa, Oklahoma, the Hail Razor, Jeff Hale. And in the other main event match, it's all about the heavyweights. As Matt, the wild horse mask from Canada, starts his campaign in the 2019 season. And he will face Toddzilla, Todd Hutchins. Tonight's show is all about the lightweight division. Sam Harris eclipsed all comers in 2018 and looked like a dominant force in the lightweight division. But so much talent has re-emerged this year as we head into the 2019 WAL lightweight season that the validity, the legitimacy of Harris's title will surely come under massive examination. Two returning two-time hammer holders in the shape of Yanis Amelins, the Jedi of Latvia, and Tony Ironman Katowski of the United States of America, a resurgent and hopefully injury-free Tom, the lean machine Holland of the United Kingdom. But before any of those, Harris must dance with the devil. The Hailraiser Jeff Hale started his campaign in 2018 after a long layoff and loss of focus from the sport of arm wrestling. But the man from Tulsa, Oklahoma returned with a vengeance. And after an impressive win over Jamie the Natural Sheldon, followed by a victory in the four-man lightweight battleground at the season finale in Atlanta, it could be argued that Jeff Hale looked like an entirely different proposition as the WL 2018 season drew to a close. After the end of the season, Hale made no secret of the fact that he was looking for one thing and one thing only, the lightweight hammer held by Sam Harris. On Thursday the 16th of May, Jeff Hale will have the opportunity to put right 
what went so very wrong the last time out against Harris. Whilst the reigning and defending lightweight champion of the world has the opportunity to make sure everyone is well aware that last time out had absolutely nothing to do with Jeff Hale's lack of training or loss of focus. WAL 501 saw Wisconsin's own Ironman Tony Katowski put down a marker in the season 2019 opener. Victorious in his match with Doug Ehrlich after his opponent was forced to withdraw one match down makes Katowski one step closer to the title. That's certainly how Katowski sees it. I caught up with the Ironman to get his own perspective on who would be victorious between Harris and Hale in Baltimore. So Tony, big match coming up, 5-0-2. Um, both these guys have met before, but I think that the talk on the town is that uh, Jeff Hale had lost a little bit of focus, wasn't concentrating on the sport, hadn't been training as hard as he can and should, and uh, it wasn't really, therefore, a true reflection of what Jeff can do. I think we're looking at a very refocused Jeff Hale now. And um, I wanted to ask you, because you're very familiar with Jeff, very familiar with Sam, who do you think is going to come through this match in Baltimore and, and why, mate? Well, as far as who's going to come out on top, I mean, it, it could really go both ways. You made, you made a really good point as far as, you know, Jeff taking a little bit of time off and then coming back and pulling Sam last year in 2018. Uh, that was a very good point. You know, but on the flip side as well, you know, I'll just come right out and say it. I believe Sam is going to win this match. And, you know, here's why. Uh, it, I think it, it is it is going to be a battle because, you know, Jeff Hale has now been focused for the last year, constantly working on his strength and uh, trying to build his technical ability up. Um, so there is no doubt in my in my mind that Jeff Hale's arm is stronger than Sam's. Um, but I think last year with Sam Harris pulling Jeff Hale, it also kind of opened Sam's eyes up a little bit because Jeff Hale was able to get Sam into the hook a couple mm -hmm. times. And one of the times Sam, you know, he got, he got lucky and he was able to King move him back out of the hook. Um, you know, so as far as strength wise, Jeff definitely does have it. If he still has enough speed to get him into the hook, uh, but as far as technical ability, I believe that Sam has far more technical ability. And even Sam's hook is strong, but, you know, he also knows better not to get into a war with, with Jeff Hale because his endurance is almost, you know, I, I'll compare it to a Devin Lorette. You know, he, he can go inside in a hook for three, four, five minutes and come back and still be strong. And, yeah. you know, for anybody else out there to do that, it's very hard to do. But as far as I think Sam's technical ability of taking away a hook will far exceed Jeff Hale's ability to get into the hook um, unless, you know, he's gotten so strong with his cup in his hand and his lower bottom two fingers mm -hmm. um, and is, you know, even got better at his technical skills and and uh, hitting into that hook. Or maybe he's been hooking or talk, working on his top roll. I don't know. I haven't really seen Jeff or he's kind of, he's been pretty quiet for the last year. Yep. So generally when somebody's quiet, they're usually, you know, either getting out of the sport or training their ass off. And I know he ain't getting out of the sport. So it only sure. needs one other option. So, so just for clarity, Tony, do you, when you say, um, technically better or technically more well-rounded, 
is that then that you believe, just for clarity, that Sam is better technically because he has more options because of his physical size at this weight class? Is that what you're really seeing rather than just the pure ability to do different moves at the table? Uh, as far as size, I you know I, I wouldn't say it's a size. I believe it's the the techniques that he has. He's able to do okay. you know minimum probably four to five different moves comfortably. Uh, when Jeff Hale mainly does a shoulder roll, hook drag type movement, um, you know he is very fun to watch. Um, but you know as far as like technical ability and flex, you know. It, Sam Harris is also very flexible as well. And that's one thing most people overlook is flexibility in your wrist and your hand, yep. um, even in your arms. So with Sam being so flexible, you can see it just by looking at him. His arms mm -hmm. are straight. They're not bent in or nothing when he walks around. He's yep. he's able to move around much faster inside of a, in, when a match begins. And he's able to dump his wrist, raise his wrist, uh, push his wrist in. There's many different movements that he can do instantaneously and very quickly to combat somebody like Jeff who tries to go in for the hook and, uh, and set the match from the beginning. So you don't see Jeff's explosivity as too big of a problem? You don't think that's going to be an issue for Sam? You know what? It could be. It could very well be. That's a very good point because we seen it against Alan Fisher about five years ago, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Where Alan yep, Fisher... Yep destroyed him the first couple matches and Jeff was, he's a very intelligent man. So yeah. he was able to figure that out and figure out a way around it to where he was able to get Alan in a hook every single time and bring him down. And that could very well happen this time. Mm -hmm. um, Sam, on the other hand, is also a very intelligent individual. Yep. So I think he would then combat Jeff's combats. And, and anybody who's good at arm wrestling will tell you, you know, you got to be smart at the table. You just, you just can't go in there doing the same thing over and over because somebody across the table from you will figure that out, change their style, change their setup, whatever they're doing, they will figure out a way to beat that, even if you're stronger than them. Yeah. I think one of the things that makes this match so interesting for, for me personally, Tony, is the fact that both these guys are evolving so much. Since the last time they met, I believe that both men have evolved greatly. I think one... Uh, form of evolution in the case of Sam Harris comes from the confidence that he's drawn from his wins last year and the fact that he's just maturing as an arm wrestler. He's been in the sport now for long enough to really start to understand where his strengths and weaknesses are. I think in um, Jeff's case, that is coming from hunger to prove himself again. Um, I think he, he really wants to succeed in the WAL and I, and I believe that he feels like he's a champion. He's got a a champion's outlook. Um, I know that the, the, the money seems to be mostly uh, where you're going. A lot of people have got um, a liking for Sam in this match. They think that Sam's done it before and he'll do it again. I'm actually going to go against the grain on this one. I've got Jeff. Um, I really do. I think Jeff can upset the apple cart in this instance, but I think it's absolutely nip and tuck. And it's very interesting to hear your insights on that. One final point on that match I wanted to put to you, mate. Is mental an issue here? Is there going to be any mind games? Is there going to be a situation where this comes down to mental strength? Or is this just about the physical and who's the technically better arm wrestler? Well, as far as uh, mind games, Sam, Jeff is very good at mind games, and some people do fall into him. I guess you could call him the, you know, the TB, the Travis Bajant of mind games, right, in mm -hmm. the lightweight division. So, uh, But he is very good at it, but Sam also doesn't let things bother him. He just kind of, you know, throws it to the wind and, and continues doing what he's doing. Yeah. Um, 
But I think this match is ultimately going to be determined in every single round within the first split second of the match, depending on where it's going to go on that table. You know, so Sam is definitely the stronger outside puller. Jeff is definitely the stronger inside puller. They're both exceptionally fast. So within that split second of that very every single match, I believe is going to determine every single is going to determine the initial uh, or the, the final round. You know, it might actually go four or five rounds, and I hope it does. Yeah, yeah, that'll be great. I think everybody wants, I think there's a lot of hype behind this one. A lot of people are expecting uh, a real gunfight, so it'd be nice if it delivers on the promise, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, ladies and gents, you heard it here. Tony Katowski, he's got Sam Harris. Have you got at home? We will find out Thursday the 16th at Baltimore, Maryland. Okay, guys, we're just going to take a short break. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back in just a few. Hey guys, welcome back to the World Arm Wrestling League this week. Let's crack on with the show. I feel like things could warm up a little now as we welcome my first live guest of today's show. And it's always a pleasure to welcome one of my personal favourites on here. Ladies and gents, the Hail Razor, Jeff Hale. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is a massive pleasure for me to welcome to the show a very good friend of mine and a very, very popular arm wrestler, Mr. Jeff Hale. Jeff, welcome to the show, mate. Thanks, Neil. Uh, glad to be here, man. Looking forward to doing a little chatting about the WAL this year. Jeff, let's look at Sam as an athlete, you as an athlete. You break me down where you see your biggest advantages going into this championship match. Well, I think one thing that still remains the same from 2018 is I do believe I'm the stronger man. I believe I possess the power that, uh, that he does not. Now, the question this year is, am I mentally tough enough to figure out a way to translate that power to the table to bring home a victory to Tulsa, Oklahoma? That's the question. And I, and I, do, I do believe I'm there. I am very confident coming into this match. And there's not a doubt in my mind that I'm going to win. In fact, I expect to win. I could not have said that 12 months ago. There's no way. I had a lot of doubt. I was just coming back into the game, you know. And, and, and today, sitting here today, I can, be, I can honestly say that I'm ready for this match. I want this match. And uh, I'm looking forward to this match. Now, Sam, you, you said it earlier yourself. You think that he's got one style. And he sticks with that style, and he does it very, very well. We know that from your experience in supermatch arm wrestling, you're the type of individual that really analyzes guys. You break their style down, you find where they're weak, and then the next time out, you've had a tremendous success rate in being able to expose that weakness. Is it fair to say that you've done a similar exercise with Sam? Is part of that confidence coming from the fact that you've done your homework? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident. I've done my homework on this guy. I know what to expect from him. I don't think there's any curveballs he's going to be throwing me. I really don't believe that. I believe he's had so much success in the last year with the WAL that what reason is there for him to change anything? I don't think he, any, I don't think he thinks anybody can beat him. I think he's mastered a style and a technique and a setup that is perfect for the WAL. And because of that, I don't think he's thinking he needs to do anything different to pull me. Mm -hmm. So, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm, you know, I've had a lot of experience with the Supermatch format over my, you know, 15 plus year career. 
And if there's one thing I know, it's how to adapt. It's how to evolve. And I'm very mentally willing to change. I'm not so, you know, caught up in one style or one move or one thing that I have to stick with that the entire time. You know, I'm a versatile arm wrestler. So, you know, I think I've got a big advantage coming back into this match for 2019. Now, one of the criticisms that's been levied at you or one of the, the areas that people have said that you've got a slight issue is around your physical stats. You're not the tallest guy in the, in the division. Uh, and we'll look at that in a moment. The length of the forearm, the size of the hand. It's fair to say that you could pull at a smaller weight class, but you're choosing not to. The lightest weight class in the WAL is stacked with monsters. And if you look at the landscape of that weight class now, the Tony Katowskis of this world, Doug Ehrlich, these guys are men that have made their name in a higher weight bracket and are losing weight. They're cutting a lot of weight to come down there. For yourself, you could easily pull at 154 or below. Do you feel that that gives you some disadvantage physically? You know, I really don't feel disadvantaged in this situation. You know, I think the 165 pound to 170 pound i think in that in that weight range i can perform at the highest level in the world i mean i and, I, and there, you know you give me a guy that wants to drop 20 pounds to come meet me at 170 or 165 or whatever i think i've got the advantage because i'm walking in there i've been training at that weight i've been competing at that weight i've been living in that world this guy is coming down to my world He's not comfortable being 165. And now, even if he's able to get that weight put back on within a 24-hour period, he's not the same man walking around at 200 pounds. So, you know, I welcome the challenge. And if they want to come in being confident that they're going to outweigh me, so be it. But I'm telling you right now, I don't think those guys have a chance against me this year. If you look at your sort of physical capabilities, obviously people describe you as a man who's looking for the hook. You're looking to get the match taking place in a phone booth you want it close you want it tight and you want it horrible aggressive speed is another thing you seem to have in absolute abundance jeff your explosivity and speed has been a weapon through throughout your career what do you do specifically to adapt that to train that well as far as speed training is concerned i think you know light resistance bands are are definitely a key to um explosive strength now i can say over the last year within the WAL, I have struggled to apply my, my speed, I think. And I think it's because I haven't been very comfortable. Um, you know, there, there has to be a level of comfort there, I believe, mentally, for you to just go all out explosive to the pad. And I don't think I felt that last year. Um, I think it's taken me some time to kind of find that confidence. But, you know, I do think speed kills. And for me, it's always been resistance bands. Now, let's look at some of the other guys within this division. If you look at the landscape now within there, there's a number of men, and I get a lot of messages from these guys who believe that they should be the next in line. So if we step out a scenario here where you go in uh, in May and you beat Sam Harris, you become the WAL champion of the world. You've got a line of monsters ready to snap at your heels. Katowski will face Doug Ehrlich. You've got Tom Holland in the mix there, Giannis Amelins, some real monsters. If you look at that crop of people that you could face next, who do you like, who don't you like, and why? You know, honestly, out of all the guys that, uh, that are in the WL this year, you know, is there one guy in particular that I want? There's not. I don't care who I get, to be honest with you. As long as they make that weight limit, 
it does not matter to me who you are. I'm taking you out. That's what I've always done in the past, and I, I plan to continue doing that now here in the present and in the future. The Hail Razor. This is a character, or is it? Is it Jeff Hale? Is it something you've created? Is it for the show, or is it something trying to break out? I think a lot of people question that. They want to know, why do you do this? Because if you meet you, it's fair to say, off the table, away from the show, you're a very, very different individual from the character that you portray. Where does that guy come from, mate? Is that something within you? And, and is the Hellraiser a weapon? You know, the Hellraiser is definitely a persona that I have created uh, in order to attack my opponent in the sport of arm wrestling. And I've used it as a weapon over the years. Um, I've used it as an entertainment factor. Um, is it is it Jeff Hale? I certainly believe that part of it is. I think it's the, the primitive part of Jeff Hale, the part that is not allowed to be a part of our, our civilized society. <clears throat> and so when I have the opportunity to lash out <clears throat> you know, on the armistice table, the Hellraiser is what naturally and instinctively you know, comes to fruition. Obviously, there's a massive part of uh, our, our arm wrestling itself revolves a lot around mental strength. And you've spoken to me in the past when we've had the quiet moments away from the arm wrestling table about the fact that when you're sort of in character, when you're at the table, you feel almost superhuman. You feel like you're outside of your normal physical presence. How much has that become an essential element? Do you ever sort of go to the arm wrestling table now and the Hellraiser doesn't come up there with you? Or do you find that it's just become autopilot when there's no cameras rolling? You know, I think, I think prior to 2010, the Hellraiser hadn't really, you know, had become part of Jeff Hale yet. And so Jeff Hale really wasn't that confident of a person. And once I created that character and I became that character on the stage, I felt a level of confidence I've, I had never felt before in my life. And I think over the years of, you know, constantly becoming that character, turning that, turning that switch on and off, it has actually bred confidence into me. And so now, today, I can go to a tournament or an event, be Jeff Hale, and be confident that I'm going to win whatever, whatever match, you know, presents itself to me. You know, you know, we'll see, what is it, maybe nine, ten years ago, I, could, I couldn't have said that. I just wasn't that confident of a person. So, the Hellraiser has given a lot to me, uh, has, has, you know, on a, on a personal level and on a, on a, from an armistice standpoint. I mean, it's just uh, without the Hellraiser, I, I don't think I'd be what I am today. It has definitely, definitely helped me become the champion that I am. You've got limited time to train, limited time to improve, and you will be challenging for the championship of the world. Obviously, you've told us you feel confident and that you will leave with the hammer. If you had one message to give to Sam Harris as you go into this match, what would that message be, mate? I don't lose the same way twice, Mr. Sam Harris. Jeff, it's been an absolute honour and a pleasure. Thank you, as always, for joining us on the show. And I want to wish you the very best in your challenge for the title, mate. Thanks, Neil. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. After taking third place in WAL's 2016 event, Sam Harris evolved 
developed and grew into the man we see now and in 2018 secured the hammer in the World Arm Wrestling League. He very much is the man of the moment and will be looking to start his campaign this year with a victory over a man he's faced before. Joining me now on the show, ladies and gentlemen, is Mr. Sam Harris. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to join me in welcoming to the show the WL lightweight champion of the world, Mr. Sam Harris. Welcome, mate. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Neil. Good. Now, Sam, it's the it's the title defense to start off the season. Your first match in 502 Baltimore. And you get to face an old adversary in Mr. Jeff Hale. This is uh this is a man you've met before in the World Arm Wrestling League. Yes, it has, and I guess uh the pressure's on a little bit more, uh, you know, knowing that it's my first title defense. So yeah, looking forward to it. And um and I guess if there's any worthy opponent, it would be Jeff Hale. Now, you and Jeff have some similarities, I believe, mate. Not necessarily immediately evident, but one thing I would say is that you both seem to adopt a very different persona when you get to the arm wrestling table. Obviously, Jeff has uh, got his, his sort of demonic character there, the hail raiser. Uh, you're a pretty quiet, softly spoken individual away from the arm wrestling table, but it's fair to say you don't lack confidence yourself when your elbow goes on the pad. Right. Um, that just, that, that just seems to come out. Um, it's kind of who I am on the table. Um, it, it, I do better when, you know, I'm a little fired up, you know, my, you know, blood pressure, adrenaline is up, you know, that seems to be, um, when I perform my best. So, you know, get myself there, you know, is important. Do you do anything specifically to sort of uh, wind yourself up, gear yourself up for the match, mate, or do you just let nature take its course when you get to the table? Yes, that that's right. Um, I it's you know never really planned out. I actually try and be calm, like really calm, right as I walk out, and then it's you know basically you know if it's that first slip or that first ready go, it's usually like a you know it it triggers it in. Uh, and then when, even when the other opponents, you know, like fired up or, you know, the more he is, the more it just helps me to be that way as well. I think we certainly saw some evidence of that in your uh, finals match against Luke Kint. Uh, you certainly got some uh, some hot blood going up there. You guys were giving it <laughs> each other uh, to the extent where uh, Luke was pretty upset there. He actually gave up the match. Um, just walk me through what what actually were you guys saying to each other? Well, I, I guess he was he was trying to kind of, you know, get in my head, letting me think, you know, he was the better opponent in the straps, and, and I didn't really want to go there um, with him. But, you know, when that's actually, you know, what I prefer um, is to pull in the straps. And I think he was trying to throw me off. But, you know, uh, and, and then when – I couldn't, I wasn't able to contain my hand the time before when I pulled with him. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was wondering, you know, is, you know, did I get my hand strong enough? Did I have the, all the right um, training up to that? Cause you know, I trained really specifically for him 
And then yep. as soon as the match happened and they said go and the, you know, and the match stopped in the middle of the table, yeah, I, I knew it. And so um, I thought I had it, but then once it was confirmed, you know, like I had him in the center of the table and it was mine. Um, yeah, the confidence was, you know, you know, it was, it was there. Now, I know you're not um, in any way braggadocio, mate. You're not the type of guy that goes out there and has T-shirts printed declaring how good you are. But you've got to say that, or I've got to say, if you won't, that that looked a relatively comfortable win over Luke. And Luke, I think it's fair to say also that you got Luke at a pretty good time. Luke Kent is no bum. The guy is very, very capable at an arm wrestling table. And we'd seen Luke bigger than we've ever seen him before prior to that event. I know he cut some weight to uh, to make uh, the class. And you seem to dominate that. You You, you seem to control him right from the get-go. Right. Um, his style was just a little bit different if you never pulled him before. Like, um, he's got that coming back in, in his rotation lock and, and with his hit. When you hit into his hand, it, he just he's good at just taking your hand, so to speak, in, in with his long lever. So um, I, I kind of just mimicked him a little bit and, and wasn't really – hitting i was just controlling his rotation because he used that backward rotation and i just locked that down and, and when he went back his rotation his rotating his, or pronator wasn't getting you know where he wanted it and then he was just stuck like when he went to the back of the pad that was it for him yeah he, you seem to sort of just freeze him out and he didn't have anywhere to go there and obviously he must have been concerned about coming arm on arm with you. That was very evident very, very early. And when he did try to sort of engage the match and come more center, you seemed to just sweep him away with ease. And I think that must have been the key factor that that, that exposed him mentally because from there, Luke just seemed to crumble a little bit and didn't seem to be himself. Were you? Was that the game plan all along? Were you trying to sort of wear him down mentally as well as physically? Yes. Um <laughs> You know, I, I kind of do my studies on opponents, and it seems like if, if you get in his head just a little bit, um, that kind of wears him down just as fast as, you know, on the table. And so, you know, when I had him, I wanted to let him know I had him, and, and you know, it was my my match. And, and it worked. It, it worked way better than I thought it did. It, it just broke him down each, you know, each pull, like, you know, big time. So... That was definitely part of the plan as well. Well, I think you can honestly say that was a game plan well <laughs> executed, mate. It worked It worked perfectly. And obviously from there, that earned you the hammer. You're now the champion of the world. And I wanted to ask you, Sam, for a guy like yourself, you, you, you've obviously had a lot of experience being the man who's chasing. Do you feel differently within yourself now that you're the guy with the hammer and everybody wants what you have? Yes, um, it it actually gave me um, more, you know, it was always chasing, so it's so easy when you're chasing. Um, now it's more like I know I got to get in there and, and do my workout five days a week or, or, you know, I won't be defending that hammer very long. You know, some they're, they're right there, you know, after it. But um, so it's more like, you know, I got to dedicate each day, you know, sometimes you don't feel like it, but you got to do it anyway. So, um, <laughs> you know, everyone chases these goals and then when they reach them, it's, you know, what's next. So, um, 
you know, definitely just kind of got to get in there and do it any anyway, you know, do the workout. Now, when you look at the lightweight division and you look at who you're facing first in Jeff Hale, this is a this is a man who brings a tremendous amount of versatility. He brings a tremendous amount of explosivity. And I think it's fair to say that Jeff Hale is not the kind of individual who's going to crumble mentally. He's going to be there for all of the rounds. You, you spoke about the fact that you do homework on your opponents. What, tell us what you've done or what do you know about Jeff Hale? Well, he will not. He, he's, he's very versatile, like you said. And so he won't go and try that same move, you know, second round there. Because if he does the same move, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill it once. I'm going to kill it three times if he does the same move. So I, I know he's going to switch it up. And um, so we've been training that in camp, you know, um, I drop wrist on him. He goes, he goes to hook. He can't do it. He's going to come back up top and then, you know, he's going to try to top roll. He's going to, you know, do the high hook. You know, he's, he's as smart as they get when it comes to table wise. And so, um, and I, and I, I normally arm wrestle according to how my opponents do. I'm not, you know, I feel like I, I do it all. As far as defense, you know, I'm barely ever chasing my opponent. I normally kind of bring them towards me and still, you know, do my move, but always making them chase me. So um, I guess I, I, there's a two, three key things that I'll be watching all the time of what he's going to do. And then I'll try and shut that move down, you know, whenever he's going for that. Now, when you look at Jeff and you look at his physical characteristics, the way that he arm wrestles, where do you see his major strengths? Are there any particular areas that, that concern you? And where do you see your major wins? Where, where are you stronger than Jeff? He got a, a, a sideways move that I felt was very strong um, whenever, you know, if you don't have enough back pressure to break his wrist and he can keep his wrist contained, he's very good at taking you outside your shoulder and then making you work from there. And so whenever he gets you on that outside of your shoulder, um, if you ain't got something to break his wrist, wrist, and then he'll just make you fight there, fight there, and he'll wear you down because he's kind of in a really good spot there. Um, his tricep and just that, that inwards motion but you know towards his side of the pinning pad if you don't break his wrist you know there he's gonna make you fight and fight hard for it big thank you to sam harris joining us on tonight's show i also want to thank our other guests tony katowski and the hail raiser jeff hale thank all of you guys for tuning in one more time i'm neil pickup and this has been world arm wrestling league this week I look forward to the next time. Stay safe and stay strong, guys. Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and Wagering Week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.